Matchalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matchalava. And it is Monday. It is another week in Q4, and things things have been kind of the same for me, honestly. I mean, things have been a little bit slow. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I've been trying to figure it out. It's honestly probably coming down to me just not listing as much, and it's been partly due to circumstance and partly just due to... Uh, due to the fact that I don't think I'm finding nearly as many things as I had hoped I would find. There haven't really been that many leads that I've been getting, and there really haven't been that many items that have popped up for me that have gone, kind of gotten me to go, ooh, I should buy that, or, um, you know, ooh, that's going to be a hot item. Like, I'm not seeing any of that. And so that's part of the reason I'm really not sourcing as much, and I've been very busy these past, probably the past week or so, uh, with various things in the business that aren't just listing-related. Um, and then trying to do some social media things and honestly just some some things that either were personal time or, or time wasters. The, the Logan Paul thing that I watched last Friday with him breaking all the Pokemon cards, I'm not sure what that was <laughs> because I learned a significant amount from that. But at the same time, it feels like it was a waste of time because I was there for two hours and um, it's one of those things where you almost want those two hours back. But I did learn a lot about the Pokemon card hobby from the guy that was doing a lot of the commentating that I was watching on TikTok. Uh, I believe his name's Alex Hodges. I'd go give him a follow if you want to learn more about Pokemon cards. He's pretty good and pretty reliable. I think he does it as one of his, like, that's his hobby, that's his thing. And so he's very knowledgeable on the subject, and he really kind of is plugged into the community. So um, I learned a lot about it through him, which is good. And from that, it was just something that, you know, was a good thing to learn but sometimes you almost wish that you had the time back like I said so it's been a little bit of a struggle trying to get things listed not having nearly as many new items to list and that's part of the problem I like to get new items listed and I haven't really had those coming in and I'm probably gonna have to go through some of my sneakers that haven't really gained that much value and get those things listed now that'll probably be a job for tomorrow or Wednesday night just because we're not even tomorrow night Wednesday night because I'm pretty busy all week with my girlfriend with her being home I'm going to be spending a lot of time with her just trying to take advantage of the time that I have when she's home and then really crush it and work like crazy whenever she's not so that's what I've been doing but um it's just going to be a bit of a slower week for me now I did make one sale today it was a random garage sale find I sold it for like eight bucks I bought this plush stuffed animal for probably a quarter and I'll have to go back and look at the numbers but I think I made like probably like five or six bucks on a thing nothing crazy but when you have the uh, extra space like I do now to just store things in for now um, I kind of like to let those plushes just sit there and then they sell every once in a while so if you're just starting out and you're getting started in this I would definitely encourage you to look at stuffed animals and plush there's a lot of good money to be made in them and if you're looking to get started for a very low cost that's probably your best ticket I, I would say because you're looking at things that cost so little now if you're going to a thrift store they may not cost that little they may be two three dollars and that's outside of my price point for plush just because most of the time it is just because it's really not that profitable but um profitable from a you know most of them end up going for 10 bucks or spending two or three bucks ten dollars and then if you choose to do free shipping or not free shipping you know you could cut into your margins pretty heavily through that so I would try and target them under two bucks is really the best kind of area to get them two bucks and under is really where I try to go for and when I first started out I did make a significant amount of money on stuffed animals I mean I probably made like a few hundred bucks so that was enough capital to get me rolling in other things and do some retail arbitrage and stuff and it was a pretty nice boost to have just off of random stuffed animals I found at people's garage sales so um, that is something I would encourage you to do now 
if we are looking ahead to this week, which is kind of where I am, we have a lot of good releases coming out. We have the Jordan 1 Lucky Greens. They're coming out in women's sizing. They are a women's shoe. Um, I'm seeing a lot. Of, I've seen some people say that they don't go for women's shoes for various reasons. I personally do. I think they're a very good thing to resell. There's a lot more scarcity in the bigger sizes for those, which are typically the ones which guys can wear. And a lot of guys want these shoes, but they're only made in women's sizing. So it's pretty difficult to get shoes that are only in women's sizing when you're a guy because the sizes don't really line up nearly as well. So that is something that I will be going for. And then I believe that the Kobe uh, Proto rings come out this week. Those are going to sell so, so well because they're a Lakers colorway. The Lakers just won the, uh, they just won the NBA finals last night and it's Kobe. Like people are thinking about Kobe right now because the Lakers just won the NBA finals. Uh, and it's just Lakers on top right now and it's a Kobe. So that's, that's really all you need to know. Those are going to resell well. And then the Jordan, um, the union Jordan off Neuer's come out, I believe the following day on the 16th and those are going to be profitable as well. So just a lot of good shoes coming out this week, um, to make money on really. And, and we're going to, we're going to do really well with them. Hopefully. I mean, if you get a pair of those to resell, you're going to make a lot of money on them. So hopefully you can target those and hopefully you can go after a pair of those. You can make some good money on those. Um, really good, good, solid week for shoes. I mean, this is one of the best weeks we've had in a while. All these shoes are going to probably be, oh my, I would say maybe not the Jordan 1s, but the Kobe's are going to be a double up pretty hard. And then the the Unions are, the retail's like 250 They're going right now for, I believe, eight to 800 to 1000 So just really, really profitable shoes here and um, really good week for that. Now, um, today I did put out a thing on Instagram and I was thinking a little bit about this. I've wanted to put out those little question bubbles for a while, but I just keep forgetting to. And so I did sit down and put out there that I do like to answer questions and put out one of like the little question uh, polls that you can do on your Instagram story. And a lot of people gave me some really good questions. And I was going through there today before I did the podcast because I do like to answer those and I like to answer them both on Instagram and in the podcast. But one of the ones that I thought that I could talk a little bit about today was the fact of the question that was asked to me by somebody who said, how long do you hold items for? What is a good time to hold items before you start to quick sell? And I think that that is a that is a very good question because a lot of us don't really know how long we like to hold items for, especially if we're just getting started or maybe maybe you're just getting started in a new type of selling, right? Maybe you're if you're you've done thrifting for a while, but maybe you're just getting into retail arbitrage, or maybe you've done retail arbitrage for a while, but now you want to try wholesale. There's all these different new avenues to try, and for each one, there's different time constraints to how long you should hold items versus how long you should um, at what price point or what point in time, you should decide, hey, I just want rid of this item. I'm going to get whatever I can for it. And so for me, I wanted to talk a little bit about that today because that is something that I've slowly but surely worked on over the past year and a half for myself. And it's really come down to a matter of when do I need money and how much do I need? And that's a little bit of a vague way of putting it, but there are a lot of times where I need specific amounts of money to be able to go make a purchase, whether that is when the PlayStations were coming out or whether that was when the next hot item comes out or whatever it is. Sometimes I run low on capital and I am more willing to take a deal during that because I just spent a thousand, two thousand dollars and now I would like to have some more money. It's a pretty big hit to capital whenever you're 
throwing out a thousand or two thousand dollars or something like that. So I will sometimes take better offers depending on how much money I'm spending at the current time, depending on how lucrative I see the deals that I'm going after and how 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 good they look to me. If I see a deal that looks like it's going to do well and the cost of an item to buy a single one of those is a hundred bucks, sometimes I'll take a couple offers to get an extra hundred bucks on my plate because I realize, hey, I may have only spent three or four dollars on this and this person's offering me thirty. I have it listed at maybe fifty or sixty. But I realized that thirty dollars from two dollars is a really good flip. I would take that any day. And right now I have two or three offers for something like that, which would get me to a hundred dollars, which one, I'm making money on the investments I made the first time, and two, I can immediately take that hundred dollars they just made and reinvest it into the product that I'm currently going after and flip it very fast. And so for me, that makes sense because it's a matter of holding the item until you get your max price point, or you can immediately sell that item get the money you need to buy the current item that you're going after and then sell that item quickly as well because it's a fast mover. And so for me, I typically do that with with items that are thrift store items or um, items that I find that are like a Ross find or something. Things that aren't extremely hot right now, but if I need the capital and somebody gives me a decent offer on it, I'll take it. Even if it's not near my price point that I wanna hit, I'll still take it because it makes me money at the current time that I can use to reinvest. So that's just a little aside there. I will do that for items that I know, hey, I can I can really go after this item and make a lot of money on it. And maybe I need a little bit more capital to keep investing in it. I will sometimes take offers and, and I'm comfortable doing that, knowing that I'm going to make a lot more money if I just keep reinvesting the money I got from making these couple of sales uh, a little cheaper than I had hoped for. Uh, I can reinvest that money into the current products that I'm going after and make a lot more money that way. So that's just an aside there, but how long do I typically wait for items that are uh, items that I'm trying to resell? How long do I wait until I start to price them out really low? And that's pretty dependent on where I buy them from. I will say for online arbitrage and retail arbitrage, typically if it's an item that is moving very fast, right? An item that I'm hoping to sell within a week or two, it will probably be a month and I will just start to price that thing to whatever price I can to get that item out. And depending on the price of the item too, right? If I buy an item that's $500, it won't take very long for me to want to get that thing sold if it's not moving very quick. And so it's relatively dependent on that, but really about one to two months. I mean, probably about a month is where I start to price items very, very low to get my money back. And it's not pricing them to tank out the market. But if I need to get money back on a huge purchase, let's say I bought um, all those dames, right? It would probably be about a month before I start to tank the price out on myself to get my money back to reinvest if I need it. And so that's really what I do for retail and online arbitrage. I usually will price it just to get my money back when it's a, an item that I see is no longer really doing that well and it's not really worth reselling for myself. Just quickly get the capital back. Sometimes I'll even take a small loss on it. We're talking a few bucks here, but it's really to get the capital back. It's it's not worth it. You just sitting on an item hoping that one day some uh, random stranger wanders onto your eBay page and doesn't really know the market of the item and buys it. That's probably very unlikely for that to happen. And so... I kind of recognize that and after about a month, that's really the time that I'm looking to just get out of the item and hold my money until I can find something that's better because the cash is way more valuable than the item if the item's not going to make you that much money or not going to flip very quickly. So that's what I do for retail and online arbitrage. Now it depends too. I know that those dames that I bought, those were probably a poor example because I do have those priced around, I think like 110 bucks and I paid probably 45 bucks a pair. I'm not really looking to get out of those because those are almost an investment for me. But if it was something like, 
I don't know, a bunch of baby dolls or something like that. Something that really isn't going to go up over time, but is just hot in the moment because maybe it's Christmas time or maybe uh, for whatever reason that particular baby doll made the news because it had something weird about it or something. You know, if there's hype around an item that's driving that item, I will try and get rid of that thing quickly. And if it's not moving within a month, I just cut ties with it. I get rid of it for what I can and I keep it moving. Now, if it is an item that is thrift store or garage sale or something, it really depends again on my capital level and how much I have, but I'll wait out probably anywhere from three months to a year, depending on how big the item is, how expensive the item is, how much money I'm going to get back for the item. It's a really, really expensive item that's really rare. I know that it's going to get the max price, but that perfect buyer has not come by yet. Maybe it's going to make me 300 bucks, and I just, I just know it. I just know that once a year, twice a year, you can check on... Uh, eBay and see through Terapeak that it sells very, very slowly, but somebody will buy it every year and somebody buys that item to make money with it year in, year out. Oh, thank you. Sorry, somebody waved me on. So anyway, yeah, if you, if I know that somebody's going to buy that, um, if I know that they're going to buy that item and buy it at full price, it's just waiting out. Then sometimes I will, depending on how profitable the item is. Now, if it's just a regular run of the mill item, like the spider jackets I sold the other day. I sold a spider jacket that I bought from Ross last year, around February. I knew I was going to be sitting on it for a while because it was a winter jacket and we were just getting out of winter and that's why it was on such a deep clearance. I think I got it for like two bucks and the retail on it was like $119. So I had that price at I think $70. Somebody made me a $45 offer. I just took it because I don't feel like waiting on that item. It's not worth that much to me. I bought it for $2 and $2 to $45 is great flip when you look at it in that context. And so me trying to wait out and hope somebody else comes around after not getting any offers on it for a full year, or maybe not a full year, but eight months, I mean, that's worth it to me. And so it really depends. But if it's just a cheaper item, like I said, I spent, I spent $2 on it, I spent $3 on it. Somebody gives me a decent offer, I'll usually take it if it's been three months. I mean, even if it's been, you know, if it's been two or three months, I'll typically take it. But if I really, really want just rid of the item, probably about a year and, and a year I'll have it listed. And if I just, if it's not sold in a year at that point, what good is it to me? Um, unless it's one of those really rare, unique items, uh, like the clock I bought from Goodwill, which didn't even sit for a year. I think it sat for like three months, but if it had sat for a year, I would still be comfortable with it knowing that every a couple times a year, somebody goes and buys that clock for about 300 bucks and I bought it for $6. I, it's not costing me much space. It's not costing me much money. I don't have a ton of capital tied up in it. So I'm fine. I'm fine waiting on that. What's what's it going to hurt me, right? Unless I need the capital, unless I come across a big find and somebody makes me a good offer during that time that kind of lines up, then I'll take it. Then I'll take it. And you know, I just reinvest that money into the big find that I found. But if not, I'm fine waiting on it because that's an item that is very, very unique, very rare. Not too many people are selling these ball bearing clocks that every time it changes the minute or I guess changes the hour or one of these silver metal balls rolls down a track and changes something on the clock where it was a really cool item and so not too many people were selling that it was a very very good find and it was something where you know it was just not costing me anything it wasn't costing me space it wasn't costing me a ton of capital so I'm fine with sitting on those types of items but if you have a lot of capital tied up into a thrift store fine or maybe a lot of space and you're you're strapped for either one don't be afraid to just cut ties with it, get rid of it and get your money back because that's ultimately 
you know, people do that kind of stuff all the time. You have people that are doing investments on the stock market who will take losses to prevent a bigger loss or to reinvest into something better that they see down the road. And that's, I mean, like, that's probably what Warren Buffett was doing whenever he cut ties with all the airline stocks that he had and sold off really quickly, even though a lot of people were investing into them because they were so low priced during uh, like the months of April and May. You know, it was just something where people like me and you, we recognize that those stocks are probably going to double up and they're probably going to be fine. But so many people looked at Warren Buffett and said, oh my gosh, he just sold all of his stocks. What's he doing? He probably knows these are going to be terrible. Really, in all reality, he probably didn't think they were going to be terrible, but he probably found a better opportunity somewhere else. And so he cut ties with those stocks. He may have lost money in them. He may have gained a very, very small amount. But he said, I see a better opportunity for my money that's currently tied up in item A, which would have been the airline stocks that he had. Um, I see a better opportunity over here in item B, which would relate to us very well because we're oftentimes making investments into these sorts of products to to try and sell out of them whenever we see that they are when they've appreciated and so if they don't appreciate for us and they don't make us any money then what are we doing we might as well get out of the item and go invest it into something else that's going to appreciate so for me it's really not it's really it's kind of difficult but if you want hard numbers on what i do typically online retail arbitrage stuff i'm trying to sell quickly it's about a month. Things I'm trying to sell slowly, like shoes from Ross and stuff. Sometimes I will wait uh, two or three months for that to finally just you know get sick of it and start to price it down five, ten, fifteen dollars until I find that perfect price point. If it's stuff that I bought at a garage sale, usually about eight months to a year, I'll just price it to whatever I can to where I know it'll sell and make me a little bit of money, but it's you know it's not going to make me a ton of money just to get rid of the item uh but if it's maybe something that is uh, i'm comfortable waiting on i'll just hold it and i will hold it until uh maybe it gets to a point where i just don't feel like holding it anymore i haven't really had too many things like that happen usually you know like stuffed animals and stuff i'm pricing it out to the lowest price i can to make like five bucks and if it doesn't end up selling then i'll just end up donating it but for the most part it's usually like i said retail online arbitrage one month for things that i'm trying to sell quick uh, garage sales or ross finds or anything like that anywhere from three months to a year depending on how big the item is and how much capital i've tied up in it so hopefully that helps you out i mean there's a lot of things you can do with your money there's a lot of things you can invest in and there's a lot of things you can hold or sell depending on what you feel comfortable with it really kind of depends on your business model and what you're trying to do in the current moment and what you're trying to do in the future and so for me i'm trying to sell things very quickly right now that way i can stack up on capital and reinvest it into more items that are selling quickly kind of grow very quickly that's my goal right now and so that's what i'm trying to do i really haven't seen a ton of products like that right now and so and maybe that's just me not looking hard enough maybe that's just me not feeling comfortable enough with some of the products but um, i haven't seen a ton of items that i can buy up right now that i'm very comfortable just knowing i'm going to sell very fast and so that's that's my model right now though i'm not really doing anything else but that occasionally i go to ross occasionally i find a deal online i buy it up and i wait for it to sell but most of the time it's how fast is it going to sell how fast can i get it sold and what's the profit margin on it so that's what i've been doing hopefully that can help you out and give you a little bit of insight into what i'm doing and hopefully help you with holding versus selling items and trying to figure out what you'd like to do with that so that being said i'm going to go Um, If you get any value from this podcast whatsoever and you just want to go to iTunes and click the five-star review, I'd really appreciate that. It really helps other people find this podcast and helps me reach other people and help them out and help them make more money. So uh, if you would do that, I'd just really appreciate it. But with that being said, I'm going to go. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.